DJ and PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller. The Mark Miller Subaru bringing you DJ and PK in the morning. So, PK, you put up a question on Facebook. BYU, 17th in the Director's Cup out of about 300 D1 schools. How impressive do people find that? They got a little uh, scoring chart there, and you get points for winning NCAA titles, going deep into NCAA tournaments. Try to kind of establish a value across all these different sports. Polls and football. Yeah. Polls and football. Yeah. A lot of sarcasm. <laughs> Brian, wow, amazing. What's the director's cup? It's uh, your it's the, the way they statistically judge your entire athletic department, yeah. men's and women's. David, BYU has an athletics cup. And Ryan says yes, protect sensitive parts from potential impact. Bark, 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 bark. Brooks, during COVID, that's kind of like winning the Super Bowl with the scab teams, right? What? So we just dismissed their athletic department because it doesn't mean anything to you? Yes, that's what's happening here. That is a consistent. Derek has uh, something from the Simpsons with three judges holding up zero for a score. Chowder has Stephen Colbert with a very slow, slow clap. South Park, this is totally awesome. So you look at the top 10 this year from number 1 through 10. Stanford. No. Oh. It's Texas, Stanford, Michigan, North Carolina, Florida, USC, Alabama, Arkansas, Ohio State, Georgia. Stanford unseated for the first time in some like 20 years or some such. Uh, Stanford first time unseated since 94, 95. So 26 years then. Jeez. Yes. Every year it's Stanford. Stanford, 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 until 2021. Texas. This year. Taking the crown. Yes. Stanford finished second. Heads will roll. So there's some big time athletic departments in the on this list, for sure. Who's around BYU? Right above them, right below them. I don't have, all I have is the top ten. Oh, okay. I can look it up, but that's what you do. Yep, I'll get on it. BYU is the only non-Power 5 team yeah. in the top 50. Yeah. So there's something to be said for that. When you think about it, those lesser uh, sports in terms of publicity, their coaches, their players, Worked their staff it. members. They work just as hard. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. They're there. Off-season weight training and conditioning and blah, blah, blah. Everything that everybody else does. You know, the higher-profile sports, these people. They're putting in the time. It matters. It matters a lot to them. So I think this is cool for BYU to be in the top 20. And what would you say, the only non-Power 5? Top 50. Top 50? Yep. BYU is navigating, the bigger picture here is BYU is navigating in a world where when you look at the counterparts, they don't really belong, but yet they're still doing it. You know, five football players drafted, and they're not in power five, and then another seven signing free agent contracts, which matter, not all seven will make it, but some of them will make it. 
And so when you look at what they're up against to be able to still find ways to compete, I think is impressive. I think that's the story in this this Director's Cup deal. So you can blow it off because nobody cares about women's tennis and men's tennis. Women's cross country won the NCAA championship. And we don't really care. But, I mean, those ladies who are running out there, they're putting in the miles on and on and on. And so it matters to them. I appreciate it. Appreciate the effort. You just don't roll out of bed and start winning cross-country meets, let alone the ship, without all sorts of dedication. So I appreciate that. Something to be said for that. You know, a week ago today, I went to a little gathering for the retirement of Joe Baird, sports editor at the Tribune. 38 years. Now, he didn't have any fanfare, but the thing, and I went because I wanted to respect the guy, and the thing that I respect is he went to work every day for 38 years. That's a really good run. Yes. There's something to be said for that. He gave it his best for 38 years, and he did his job. That has my literal and figurative applause. I respect the heck out of that because that's what my father did. He did it for longer. Two jobs to try to give us what what he could. And there's something to be said for that. It's the same thing here with these, these ladies running cross country. They're out there every day running to make sure they're in a position to win. So, yeah, it doesn't get any sorts of publicity the way football and basketball, what have you, get. But they're putting in their time, and I respect that a great deal. So I think the bigger picture here for BYU is they're negotiating in in a world in which they don't belong when you look at it. They don't fit in. These athletic departments have support from the big-time football TV contracts that Power 5 leagues are pulling down. Yeah, millions, literally. Right. And BYU at 17, the uh, schools right in front of them, Kentucky, UCLA, Notre Dame, LSU, and Florida State. Those are the five teams right in front of them. And BYU's right in front of Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, ASU, Duke, and Ole Miss. Oklahoma was 24, and Oregon with Nike money was 25. And BYU was 17. Yeah, now maybe you say with Oregon, you know, they really care about the, the, the big two where they just pump in untold amounts of money. So they're getting what well, they want out of that. I just watched the Olympic trials, and somebody pumped some money into a track stadium because that looked pretty sweet on TV. Oh, yeah, they have a lot of that stuff up there. I've yeah. seen it a million times. Right. Yeah. I've been there. So they've, they've pumped money into other sports. Yeah. And you're right. They've poured it into football. Right. They, they haven't cheated football. They build a great Phil Knight baseball stadium because they got sick of Oregon, Oregon State. State being good. So wait a second here. And I, and I, think, I think they hired a Fullerton coach. Just paid him all sorts of money. And they call it PK Park, which I thought was a great name for a, <laughs> a baseball stadium. <laughs> Phil Knight, not Patrick Kinahan. But I, I took a picture of it. PK Park, right there, man. Well, the Knights just donated $500 million to the sciences. science campus. Yeah, yeah they, did, they did do that. And, that. and that's good, too, obviously. And he's got the money to do all that. And way to go. Good for him. And good for Oregon football. But there's more to it, you know, than just Oregon football. Uh, and the if you're going to have an athletic department... I don't think you should just have it just to have it. If you're going to have it, you know, you play to win the game, right? And those men's and women's coaches, they're they're fighting just as hard to win the game, whatever game that might be. So I think you got to give BYU credit 
for being able to play the game, so to speak, where they don't necessarily belong financially. And they're not receiving these untold amounts of money that are just going up and up and up. But yet they find ways to compete. There's something to be said for that, man. They're showing up every day and going to work. It's like that reference I use with Joe. Showing up every day for 38 years. These, that's what they're doing. Isn't there some honor in that? That's rhetorical, right? Well, if you want it to be, if you don't want it to be, it's up to you. And I mean, I don't care about any of these sports for their for their sakes. You're not going out to watch the uh, the cross country race, the volleyball match. Well, I did when I worked game. for the Watchdog. I I actually did. I was assigned to cover. I covered NCAA volleyball, Utah and BYU on the road. Uh, and soccer. And you spent a grueling softball. week on Oahu because of NCAA volleyball. Oh, it was a total racket. <laughs> <laughs> Best work trip ever. Yeah. How long did you have to go? I left on a Tuesday and came back on a Monday. All right. And the thing that ticked me off and ticked my wife off is that was BYU men's volleyball. <clears throat> I think it was like in 04. They won the national championship over Long Beach. And uh, I, t- I told them for weeks that they're going to go to the Final Four and the fi- because the regional here was local, and they're going to go to the Final Four, and it's going to be in, on Hawaii's campus at the Stan Sheriff uh, Center. And they said, no, no, no. So then, literally on that Monday before, I was golfing Monday afternoon, I get a call, hey, we want you to go. <laughs> I told them for weeks. I said, okay, but you're going to pay top now dollar. Now it's for- way more expensive. Yeah. So my wife couldn't go, and we couldn't get child care for a week just on the spur of the moment. So I went by myself. And like um, football Saturdays, especially in those days, man, you had about 20 stories to write. Here I was writing one 15-inch story off of volleyball, and that was it. I could do that in my sleep. (laughs) During the game. (laughs) Yeah, and the games were at night, which meant I had all day. Just What can you do in Hawaii when you have all day, PK? (laughs) And you're not paying for it. Now, any luxury I would have paid, but I mean, food and but lodging, the, yeah. I'm not paying for it. And, and the airfare. And the, yeah. Yeah. And transportation, I wasn't paying for. So, I mean, it was such a freaking racket, man. And so then, then you thing. paid attention. <laughs> well, I paid attention anytime I had an assignment. Yeah. And so, and that was like women's basketball. I didn't necessarily go to all the games, but I paid attention because I knew when I got conference tournament I was paying attention I'd have to write and then I did both BYU and Utah they they went to the sweet 16 when I was working there and I had to cover them and and I gave them my best effort I didn't blow it off because they're out there and, I, and so I saw firsthand Utah women's best I think Elaine Elliott we talk about Becky Hammond getting a lot of run for being in a uh, being able to coach men's uh, Elaine Elliott was a phenomenal women's basketball coach because they don't have a big recruiting base in the state of Utah so she had to find ways look under rocks and all that proverbial stuff to get talent in there Canada hello they did Canada a lot yes and she had competitive teams virtually every year that went to NCAA tournaments. Yeah, I don't know what her final win total was, but it was over 400 wins. It might yes. have been over 500. Very, very impressive. Yeah. Tons of NCAA tournaments. They, the, the, when you look at the banners, those are in the rafters of the Huntsman Center for all the teams yeah. that play in there. 
They're not all her teams, but they're mostly her teams. And then Beth Lanier at volleyball, she's only been there for 30-some years. Mm-hmm. Built the thing from scratch. You mean to tell me that that's not great? Uh, she, didn't she take over a one-win team? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And they so, were uh, both Utah and BYU were seeded into the Sweet 16 into the tournament this year. Yeah, the Utes got upset. Yeah. So I follow her team. I used to have to cover it. I covered them on the road in NCAA tournaments. So, uh, and when you, when you go to those assignments, you, you owe it to those people. You owe it to your employer. And for me, I always owed it to my father because he busted yeah. his butt every and your, day. And your readers. And the folks who are reading it. And, then, and the participants. Because they're giving all they got just as much as the Fiesta Bowl and Sugar Bowl. No less effort and intensity and commitment. So I have enormous respect for all those people who are doing all that stuff. And BYU's doing it at a high level. I think that is admirable, especially because they don't have the money pouring in the way. Look at the look at these big dogs: Michigan third, North Carolina fourth, Florida fifth, SC sixth, Alabama. Come on, Ohio State is in the top ten. Of course they are. Notre Dame is fourteen, and BYU is seventeen, and Oregon with all that Nike money is twenty five. It's a pretty wealthy neighborhood right there. Take that, ducks. <laughs> BYU looked at Oregon as far as the Directors' Cup, and they said, get the duck out of here. That's exactly what they said, and they were right saying it. You got to be very careful saying it. I slowed it down. You did. <laughs> Scotty G, careful, <laughs> careful. Oh, my Joe Ingles here. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's something to be said. We can make fun of it because it doesn't get the publicity and all that stuff. But when you step back, to me, is it more impressive that BYU does it if Utah, versus if Utah was able to do it? Because Utah's in. They're in, man. Utah was 60th this year. Average over the last five years has been 57th. Wouldn't they want to be better? Yeah. Well, I think that's why you're seeing coaching changes, right? Someone with a fresh vision, ability to elevate some of those sports. Getting a new coach in women's soccer, getting a new coach in baseball. Maybe there are more, but those are the two that jumped out at me. I think it says something. Especially today, where there is such an on-level playing field. And nobody can argue that. That it, and even among the halves, there's an unlevel playing field. I mean, you look at the budgets of Ohio State's of the world. It, it, yeah, the, the rest of the Big Ten, it's an uphill absolutely battle. Absolutely enormous. Rutgers, enormous. go compete with those guys. Good luck. Yeah. Illinois, go compete with compete with those guys. Good luck. Right. So you look at what they're able to do financially, and then you have to take a look at what BYU is able to do financially. And how they're able to get it going, I think you gotta you gotta say, hey, good job, rather than just totally just dismiss it all because ah, it doesn't mean anything. Who cares about golf and what have you? 
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We can talk more about this with Mark Harlan, Utah Athletic Director. Scheduled him last week to get him on to talk about name, image, and likeness, how the Utes are going to approach this, how it's going to impact the teams on campus. And we will get to that with Mark Harlan coming up next. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz at 9.05. Stay with us.